0: of heights to the depths of the sea
1: for even his brothers didn't believe in him are you discouraged as a christian that your family or your spouse doesn't believe in jesus christ like you maybe you're living yet maybe you have a family maybe your spouse is not saved are you discouraged because they don't believe in jesus like you well you're in good company you're in very good company because jesus siblings initially didn't believe in him either all
0: exclaiming, indescribable, uncontainable. Welcome, everyone, to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible-teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor and Teacher Rob Kellogg. Remarkably, the brothers of Jesus never seemed to be supportive of His ministry before His death and resurrection. After his resurrection, the brothers of Jesus were numbered among the disciples. Many men faced with cruel opposition in public life have been sustained by the faith and faithfulness of his own family. Jesus was denied that support. Do you find yourself discouraged sometimes with others in your family that don't believe in Jesus Christ? Then keep praying. Now let's join Pastor Rob's teaching, Already in Progress
1: to this doctrine, Mary was an ever virgin, meaning for the whole of her life um, for the whole of her life, making Jesus her only biological son whose conception and birth are held to be miraculous. Yes, his birth was miraculous, but she wasn't a virgin forever, because Mary and Joseph had continued to have siblings. He had at least six other siblings after he was born. Doesn't the scripture doesn't it tell us that? You can view those yourself. And I would encourage you to take confidence in the word of God. Let the word of God be the thing that you hold to, not the traditions of man. Isn't that what Jesus upbraided the Pharisees? He says, you follow the traditions of man and you deny the the word of God. Anyone, even us, if there's something that we're doing that is is contrary to the will of God, to the word of God, we need to reevaluate that is, whatever that is, and get rid of it. We want to honor Jesus. We don't want to build a monument. We don't want to create new doctrines. No, everything is here. And the scripture tells us this. Does it not? We just read it. Right? Notice what his brothers said to him, verse 4. They said, For no one does anything in secret while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. Show yourself to the world, Jesus. Remember, his brothers at this time, they didn't know the Lord. They just saw Jesus as a brother. They they didn't see him, anything. It hadn't been revealed to them. It wouldn't come until after his ascension that the, the light bulb would go off and go, you know what, I never did see him sin. I never did see him rebel against mom and dad. And we hated him for it. And yet the prophecies of the Bible, hundreds of prophecies telling Speaking, every page in the Bible speaks to Jesus. In the volume of the book, it is written of me, Jesus said. But Jesus' brothers were not saved at this time, and they had no spiritual discernment. And here they're trying to manipulate Jesus. You know this word, manipulate? (laughs) Manipulate means to control or play upon by artful, unfair, or insidious means to one's own advantage. And let me ask you a question. Does love manipulate? Love does not manipulate. His brothers are trying to manipulate him. In 1 Corinthians 13, we know this very well. Love love suffers long and is kind. It does not envy. It doesn't parade itself. It is not puffed up. It doesn't behave rudely. It doesn't seek its own. It's not about Um, it's, It's not selfish. It's not trying to manipulate anything or anyone. Love doesn't do that. Love does not do that. Are you a manipulator? I think to some extent we all are. We all have been. I know I have. And if we're honest with ourselves, we do it. We, we, we can be manipulators. Do you seek to get your way in your life or in someone else's life by browbeating them, maybe even extorting them, holding something over them? If you don't do this well, I'm just not going to love you anymore. If you don't do this, well, you're going to be kicked out of the will. If you don't do this, then I give you this cold shoulder. I have this nonverbal communication, and the tension in the house is is thick like a knife because I don't submit, you know, I'm not going to you know, be manipulated by you. It has nothing to do with obedience, okay? I mean, we, we need to be obedient. Children need to be obedient to their parents, and we need to be obedient to the Lord. But this goes beyond that. We're trying to make things happen and manipulate people, manipulate our children, manipulate our spouse even we manipulate them by giving them a cold shoulder maybe even withdrawing conjugal rights because you're just not doing what i want you to do i'm unhappy with you so therefore i'm not going to sleep with you anymore i'm going to withhold that from you because i'm angry with you does that happen does it happen in your life it happens in the church God is not pleased with it. Do you have secrets about them if they don't comply with your wishes? Manipulating them? Young people, are you manipulating your parents? Even before they even know to do right and wrong, kids manipulate their parents. And how do they do it? They have temper tantrums. You get in Wegmans, you got a four-year-old or a three-year-old, and they, you know, you're there, and there's a there's lollipops there at the Wegmans, and you say, "Not today, not today." You've already had your quota of sugar for the day. I want it now! I want it now! I want it now! And then they fall on the ground, they start writhing around like they're demon possessed. Foam is coming out their mouth. Everyone's looking. Uh, problem in aisle five. Bring the priest with the exorcism and the holy water, the little tassel with the water in it. Psst. The kids manipulating their parents, why not, why not, asking the same question, asking the same question, asking the same question, like water on sandstone, just continuing like a drop,
0: oh, oh,
1: and then finally you just cave in because you got to deal with it. Anybody been there? Manipulation, his brothers were manipulating him. If you really are the son of God, then go up to Jerusalem now, Jesus. You're the hot shot. Show yourself openly to the world and do it now. Why why are you hiding? Why are you secret? Is there a problem here? And Jesus would say, no, my time is not yet. And they didn't understand that. God the Father and God the Son had a great communion together. He knew when he would go to the cross, and it wasn't then. And the more Jesus stayed in Jerusalem, the hotter it got. So he would go And he would minister, and then he would withdraw and go up to Galilee and minister to other places. If he was to stay there, they would have crucified him or tried to much earlier. But Jesus, who was in control, the Roman government, the Jews, or was God in control? We know that God was in control. He was very much in control. He was no martyr, Jesus. He went on the very day that God wanted him to go, and exactly the things that happened to him happened. Because God is in control. Is he still in control today? You better believe it. God is in control. I am not in control. Thank God. I've tried to control. And let me tell you, it's a frustrating mess. Have you tried to to be in control of of everything in your life? Good luck. You're going to be a mess. You're going to be angry. You're going to be frustrated. No one's going to want to be around you. But notice verse 5. Even his brothers didn't believe in him. I like what it says in John chapter 1. It says that Jesus was in the world, and the world was made through him, the word of God, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Not only the world and the people in the world, they belonged to him, they were his own, but the Jews, he came to his own, and they didn't even receive him. He was rejected. He's always been rejected. If Jesus were to ascend to be on the... Uh, if he was to go to CPAC and be there and, and, and share with all the other Republicans. If he was to go to the DNC and share with all of them. Hey, guess what? Both parties would say, get this man away from us. We'll crucify him. They would put him to death. They would shun him. They would, they would uh, terminate his Twitter account. They would terminate any videos that he put out on YouTube. He would be silenced. His own web server would be hacked and taken down. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. Are you discouraged as a Christian that your family or your spouse doesn't believe in Jesus Christ like you? Maybe you're living yet maybe you have a family, maybe your spouse is not saved. Are you discouraged because they don't believe in Jesus like you? Well, you're in good company. You're in very good company because Jesus' siblings initially didn't believe in him either. You know, when I first got saved, I, uh, the first thing I did is tell my family. I called my mom up. I called my brother. I called everybody I could know. I was so excited. And I told them, and I'm like, I, I, just, I, I, I didn't understand how anybody could resist the gospel. Because of what have happened to me, I'm like, this is irresistible. How could they not hear it and and, and be as excited and receive Christ like I have? I didn't understand. I was a young Christian. I just came out of the womb, in a sense. I was just born. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. But I had the greatest thing because I was so excited. I was lit up. The Spirit of God was in me. I knew I was forgiven, and the weight had been lifted. My goodness, I was just like a basket case. My whole family's like, oh, I'm, I'm assuming, okay, they haven't told me this, but in their hearts I'm wondering if they're like, boy, I really like the old Rob better. The old fornicator, the old guy used to drink, or whatever, you know. I like the old guy better. I don't know who this new guy is. He's, it's like a, dude, a different person. Yes. All things in Christ are new. You are a new creature in Christ. The old things have passed. Everything has become new. But don't be discouraged. Even Jesus' own siblings didn't believe in him. So don't be discouraged if your siblings, your spouse, your family doesn't believe in Jesus. You continue to live the life before them. You continue to be the light to them. You continue to be resolved to do the right thing, to follow Christ with all of your heart. Pay no attention to anybody else. Trust me, the best thing you can do is keep your eyes on him and follow him. And if it's God's will, they will watch and they will go, my goodness, I've never seen anything like this. i got to know this Jesus who you believe in because he has changed everything about you. And here I am still in my puddle of refuse. Of my life that I have made for myself, I am living in a cesspool. And I see you rising above, and you you, you act like you've been forgiven. It shows in your countenance. The things you're you're enthusiastic, you're you're loving people. You're you're like, wow, gotta have that. I'm sick of my life. Anybody here sick of their life? Even as a Christian, I'm sick of the way I, even where I am right now. I want to go further. I want to climb higher. And I don't have to do it in my own strength. I can't do that. But I just rest in Christ. I let him do the work, right, in me. He causes us first to will and then to do of his good pleasure, right? That's how we work out our own salvation. We work it out. What God has already worked in us, we work it out. We can't earn it. We can't do it. So we shouldn't fake it. Just let him do it. For heaven's sake. Jesus said to him, verse 6, said to them, My time has not yet come, but your time is already. Jesus, over a period of times, used this phrase more than once, where he would either say that his hour has not yet come, or his time has not yet come. In John chapter 12, Jesus answered and said, The hour has come. There, There was a time when he finally said, The hour is come, and it was... The moment that the season, the hour is not a, a, a physical 24 hour period, but it's a, it's a period of time. His hour did come right before he would go to the cross. Finally, in verse 12 or cha- John chapter 12, verse 23, Jesus answered and said, the hour has come that the son of man should be glorified. Jesus knew that his death was impending. It was coming. And he says in verse 27 of that same chapter, my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I came to this hour. For this purpose I came to this hour. In John 13, the very night that he had his last supper, what did he tell his disciples? Hours before he would be arrested and crucified. It says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come. His hour was on the horizon. It was on the radar screen. This period of time that he would be glorified, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And finally, At the end of that supper, you remember, in John 17, in his high priestly prayer, Jesus spoke these words. He lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may also glorify you. So there was a time. But right now, in this chapter, it was not his time. Again, he was in perfect control of the time. That he was going to be crucified. He was no victim. He was no martyr. Jesus willingly laid down his life. Nobody took it from him. He said that. Nobody took it from him. In verse 7 it says, The world cannot hate you, he tells his brothers, but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. And see, that is why the world hates you, Christian. The world hates you. But does that mean that we return evil for evil? The Bible says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So what do we do when we are blasphemed? We continue to love. And that's hard to do in the natural, isn't it? Even as a Christian, isn't it hard? Everybody nod their heads because it's true. It's even hard as Christians to turn the other cheek. In John chapter 15, Jesus said, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, and I believe he would say this to his own brothers at this time, if the world, if you were of the world, the world would love his own, but because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. He's speaking to his disciples here in the upper room. In that upper room, he's giving this address. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also, but all these things they will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had come, if I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth the Father also. I love that when people say, "Well, I don't believe in Christ, but I believe in God." Uh, there's a problem because if you don't believe in Jesus, you, you're not going to make it to heaven. He's his only means. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Is there any other way? Can you just believe in God the Father and say, ah, this Jesus thing, I don't want anything to do with. I believe in, you know, uh, I believe in the prophet Moroni from the, the Mormon church. I believe in the teachings of Robert T- you know, uh, uh, Taze Russell you know, from the, the Watchtower. But I believe in God. I believe in Jehovah. Sorry, it doesn't work like that. You have to believe in Jesus. Yes, Jesus alone. It is inclusive, but it's open for every soul. Notice in verse 8, he says, You go up to this feast, brothers. I love you. (laughs) You go up to this feast, but I am not yet going up to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. There it is again. And when when he had said these things to them, he remained in Galilee. Jesus didn't need to be a spectacle. He wasn't going to put himself on national television. So unlike the preachers today, unfortunately, Jesus had no desire to... Make a big fuss until the big fuss was going to be on the cross. That's when the fuss should have been made. Because that's when the lights turned out on the land. That's when the earthquake happened. That's when those who were dead in their graves rose, some of them. That's when the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. That's when the price that had been foreordained before the foundation of the world for the sin of man had been completed. And it was done As he said, it is finished. All those things came to pass. There was a time... Verse 10, it says, But when his brothers had gone up, then he also went up to the feast, not openly, but as it were, in secret. Notice that Jesus' brothers, they would go through the motions of the feast. They would go up like they were supposed to. But either they either didn't know of or were ignorant to who Jesus was. But did they search the Scriptures? Did they search the Old Testament? All the times they went to the synagogue, weren't these Scriptures speaking of their brother? When Isaiah 61 and Isaiah 11, Isaiah 9, verse 6, Isaiah 7, verse 14, Micah 5, 2, Genesis 3, 15, Deuteronomy 18, verse 15, all these verses pointing to him, Psalm 22, Isaiah 53. Did they put the pieces together and say, Oh my gosh, he was born in Bethlehem. Remember when mom and dad, before they settled up here in Nazareth? That's where Jesus was born. Micah 5 2 says, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth the one who will reign, Jesus Christ, and his reign will be forever. Speaking of his deity. Do you know that it is possible to go through the motions? <laughs> To go through the motions externally, but internally be far away from God, people do it every day. People pay lip service to the Lord all the time. What does it tell us in Ephesians? Paul tells them, he says, Servants, be obedient to them who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of heart as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers. But as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God, what, from the thoughts? From my good intentions? No, from the heart. With good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. To the Lord and not to men. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he is bond or free. I love that. I hate myself, and and there's times where I am a man-pleaser, And the Lord reminds me of it when I am, and I hate it when it happens because I'm so ashamed. Perhaps she felt the same way when I, instead of doing what I know is right, I cave in to man. And I become a man pleaser to keep the peace. I do that which is contrary to the word of God, to keep the peace. It may only keep the peace for a moment. Believe me, there's a bumper crop of junk that's going to come after that, and you're going to have to deal with that. Right? There's a consequence, isn't there? There is a consequence for our rebellion against the Word of God. In Colossians, he said the same thing. Servants, obey all things of your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service, as men-pleasers. But notice in that verse 10 it says, He also went up to the feast, not openly, but as it were, in secret. Again, Jesus had to go in secret because he was so well-known. It wasn't his hour, it wasn't the right time for for him to go up. He would go to the cross at the appointed time on the Passover. He would be the Passover lamb. He would go to the cross, as Psalm 22 tells us. When it was written, crucifixion hadn't even been invented for a few hundred years. And yet it says, they pierced me, my hands and my feet. Hadn't even been invented yet. Verse 11, it says, Then all the Jews sought him at the feast because they remember him when he was there last. When was he there last? When he healed the man at, Beth, or at the pool of Bethesda on the Sabbath. God help him, he did it on the Sabbath. <laughs> and they were all upset. They were all upset that he'd done this. And so they were seeking for him, and they said, where is he? And there was much complaining among the people concerning him. Some said, he's good. Others said, no, on the contrary, he deceives the people. However, no one spoke openly of him for fear of the Jews. Fear is an awful thing.
0: That's all the time we have for today. But please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our study in the book of John.